0: Hello, welcome. Good morning. Um, My name is Ann Benziger and I am on the Praxis team. I also help lead a missional community uh, based out of the YMCA called Breathe. And I also help um, the YMCA with their chaplaincy program. So I have lots of hats, but I'm so delighted to be here with you this morning with Simon, who's also on our Praxis team. He's a chaplain (laughs) as well and um, works with the Methodist Church. And we have Gladys here with us this morning as our guest, thanks for joining us Gladys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you tell us a bit about yourself Gladys?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I live in Dublin 15 around the Clonny Blanchettstown area. As you can probably tell from my accent, originally from London, I've been here 20 (laughs) years, cannot lose the accent. I'm still asked sometimes, are you visiting? That was pre-COVID, obviously. My husband Mervyn is Irish. Uh, and we have a daughter called Clay, who we adopted um, when she was seven months old from South Africa. She's just recently had her thirteenth birthday. Ooh, got a teenager um, in the house now. <laughs> yeah. So she's upstairs doing online um, school. Um, so that's really great. And when we adopted with Clay, um, we'd made this decision that I would be a stay-at-home mum until she started secondary school, which was last September, and then I'd look for work. Um, or volunteer and would you believe I'm still at home because <laughs> of the lockdown Yes. so yeah. I'm still you know a wife a mum uh still do all those the same things um wondering god what have you got for me I'm still waiting <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and I need to say I'm part of Dublin West Community Church
2: cool
0: And that's close to you, like you're, you're, it's out in Blanchestown, isn't it? Uh,
1: It's more in Ongar, which is between K and Blanchestown. So it's all part of the same area.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a bus that goes to Ongar. I've never actually been out. That's (laughs) terrible.
1: Not that I've ever bought it, but there is.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Guys, my question for us this morning, our first one, um, uh, is what's your favourite biscuit, both of you and me?
1: Well, for me, it would have to be all things chocolate. chocolate. I really don't care. <laughs> Dark chocolate? Chocolate or milk inside. Chocolate. I'm happy.
0: <laughs> I really like the digestives that have the caramel and the chocolate. Those are really oh. good, especially dipped in like a hot cup of tea. Oh, so okay. good.
2: Yeah, they yeah. are good. <laughs> I, I have an all-butter oat cookie at the moment from Aldi, Ew. which are quite nice. But oh. my favorite biscuit is probably chocolate hobnob.
0: Okay, nice. Um, we'll kick off then in terms of our questions. So, these conversations we hope are just really candid. So, we hope you have your cup of tea with you or coffee. Um, this is my third cup of coffee this morning. So, <laughs> um, uh, but these are just chances for us to kind of talk about mission and church and just the realities of, of lockdown um, and kind of just give you space to hear different voices um, from across Ireland of what they're doing how churches change, how their lives have changed, how they see mission differently. So we hope that you enjoy this time. Um, Please do engage in whatever way you can. We hope to do them for the month of February on Tuesday mornings um, and hope to kind of post them elsewhere as well for those of you who can't join us um, live at 11. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll just get stuck in here with you, Gladys. Um, Can you tell us a bit about just church life for you and mission and how you guys have adapted
1: over lockdown? Okay, well, I'd say... um, like most churches, if not all churches, it was really hard at first, and uh, not being able to meet physically and uh, just wondering how how do we move forward, how do we keep our community together, how do we encourage people to stay close to God and how do we do mission? Yeah. Um, and we weren't a church that were particularly good at mission, you know, we'd be the first to say that, but really have struggled over the years. Um but we began to see the advantages of Zoom, you know, in all sorts of ways. No traveling, yeah. didn't matter about the weather, shorter meetings, which is always a bonus <laughs> you know, in many ways, no matter how good a meeting it is. It's great. You know, eight to nine, we'd finish on time. And gradually as we, we got into this, we began to think about um, what could we do to, first of all, keep our community the church community together right, you know, yeah. so we thought about things like come cook with me um, there's someone you know so on a Saturday night and we did this sort of um, many many times for kids as well as for adults you know yeah. separate ones. so someone would say I'm going to do this we would post uh, on Facebook this is what you need for this coming Saturday and really it was just come cook with me Oh, that's um, cool. And then we also tried it for the kids and the kids loved it. We also had um coffee and chat, so twice a week, one afternoon and then one morning later in nice. the week. And that that was well attended because people were feeling lonely, um, etc. Yeah. Um, we're now down to just one one afternoon um because a lot of people are, are now working, you've got kids still at, at yes. home, so fewer people are available, but it's there. You know, exactly. and, yeah, and I think that's really important. We've had quiz nights. We had oh, a yeah, couple of weeks fun. back. <laughs> Always great fun.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, competition.
1: i <laughs> are accused of being more rowdy than than <laughs> the young people. And then we've also we kept our normal meetings. Obviously, and Sunday is much shorter, and we finish with breakout rooms for tea and coffee. And the great okay. thing about Sundays is because we're all on Zoom together, we've been able to get more people involved on a Sunday oh. morning. We'd always worked at that, but it wasn't just front-led. But on Zoom, it makes it so much easier. Mm. So far more people are being asked to be involved A two-minute here, testimony, what God has said to me this week, passage that's spoken to me. Oh, that's um, cool, yeah. Another thing we've started... We'd done it years ago, but we have picked it up again this time tomorrow. You know, so someone who oh, yeah. goes to she work was. or a working um, or a mother at home, what will you be doing this time tomorrow, you know, on a Monday? And yeah. you learn more about that person um, and then pray for them afterwards. So it's like the ideas are coming. They're still growing, but there's probably so much more out there for us.
2: That is, I yeah. I agree with you about Zoom. I think the I think it does promote more engagement and actually it makes yeah. Zoom church more interesting when there's more people. We found that as well. It makes it more interesting when you have different people contributing. Yeah. I'm interested in your comment there uh, a minute or two ago where you said we were bad at mission. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you quantify that <laughs> or how you work yeah
1: out. Fraser isn't watching. this. No, yeah, Pastor yeah. Fraser. Yeah, yeah.
2: no, I, but I, I think it's I think there's some people who think they they are and aren't, or people who don't think mm-hmm. they are and they actually are. It was it. Was it a thing that you were aware of? Was the church aware of? Like, how do you quantify that? Was Mm. there particular things that you found that made that difficult? Or Mm. do you have any sense of that?
1: I think it was probably both as as a leadership. And I am involved on on the leadership. um, We'd struggled with this for years. um, And if we organise anything, it would just be a few people would sort of turn up. And it was just really difficult to get people to engage. Now I would count myself in on this. It's not a, a them them and us, even though I was on the leadership. I am not an evangelist, I, like a lot of people would would say that about themselves. I don't yeah. find it easy. Yeah. Uh
0: oh, we lose her. There's pros to Zoom and there are also cons to Zoom where people freeze. <laughs> Bless her. Simon's is as well. So now it's just me. I'm here. This should just be me.
2: I'm still here, but I don't know if you can hear. Me.
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I agree with Gladys. It's hard sometimes when you talk about mission and evangelism, all these big words. And it's, it's very daunting. Um, and I think, yeah, we all just need to know that we all have giftings and that different people have different skills or even just the, the places people have put us like that. I've never actually been to Blanchardstown. That's terrible. I've lived in Dublin for seven years and I've never been there. And so, yeah, I think just even placement of where you are geographically in your village or town or city, I think is is huge. Um, I know during lockdown, I've gotten to know my neighborhood a bit more, even just walking around um, and getting to wave at neighbors more consistently and get to know their names, uh, putting out the bins at the same time. Like I think uh, God's placed us in such different spaces and with different skills. So, yeah, it's refreshing to hear someone say I'm not an evangelist because often we feel pressured to do that or that's the only way to do vision. Yeah. And do
2: church. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times we think about mission as kind of events, and, you know, we yeah. put on something, in Gladys was talking about it there. And I think their journey over the past few months has been different as they looked at that. Fraser has commented on, on Facebook there to say that, yes, we do have a bus, and as you mentioned, so a <laughs> bus to <laughs> yeah. You're not so, so far out
0: west in Dublin. have a bus.
2: Dublin nice. bus does go out there.
0: Thanks, Fraser.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, Gladys. Hey, Gladys. <laughs> That's it.
1: Sorry about that, everyone. That's the- right this seems to be coming more commonplace now. It does. That's all right. So, so I'm not stuff. sure at what, what point I, I disappeared.
2: You're still <laughs> there.
0: We talked about being an evangelist and that, that you don't uh, name yourself as mm-hmm. such. And mission is different than that. Yeah, I, Gladys was in one of my oh, learning I'm completely teams. stuck. That's all right. Uh, she was in my learning community with Praxis. And it was really encouraging because um, in our learning communities, we talk about different issues that come up as, our church or our community or things that we're finding people are struggling with and one was around mental health um and then she kind of took it away and her church community had been thinking about that as well and she kind of went as a as a leader of her church to the other leaders to ask is there something we can do about this and they they've started these webinars on on facebook live which well, there's one tonight um she might tell you about that if she comes back on but they're called a life worth living. So they just talk kind of like about mental health or just living life during lockdown well and what that looks like. So I thought that was really encouraging that something that came up as an issue that they saw in their community and their church that then they just thought of kind of a simple way to address it. Um, So I'm excited. I'll probably join it on that. Um, She's going to be like all over Facebook live today. (laughs) But that's, that's just like a really simple thing of of entering into what an issue was in their community, but both the church, but also just our neighbors. We know relatives or friends who are really struggling during lockdown uh, with mental health, but also even just getting out. I know, I think I only walked like 500 steps yesterday because I just didn't leave the house. (laughs) I was working from home. So even just physically, we're we're living in such a weird world. Uh, So yeah, I thought that was a kind of cool thing that their church community started doing. Can you hear us, Gladys? You see it? Yeah, I
1: can. Okay. I'm back again. Sorry about that. Um, no, that's all right. Okay. That it's the reality. A just keep going. Oh, no.
0: sit here and no, you, <laughs> you, you go ahead. Work away on that. Um, or yeah, start back wherever. Yeah. I can't remember where. <laughs>
1: just, just ask me another question. I, okay. I no well, is there anything
0: we more? about the webinar i know there's there's several things you guys have kind of started out of just needs you've seen in in your community and in your church so one like that i I don't know if you guys call it a webinar but the a life worth
1: living Um, yeah it's it's yeah that's right the series is called a life worth living uh we started it the first one was back in december tonight we've got the second one and we're going to make it practical in that because of the lockdown so Really, we're asking, is there a life worth living under lockdown? And yes, of course, there is. So that I don't know how much you've said. Be live streamed on Facebook. It will be interactive. People are able to ask their questions. Oh. Um, we'll have a speaker. That will be Fraser um, giving a 10 to 15-minute short talk. We'll have two people giving a short personal stories to illustrate that. Oh. And then those three will be the panel. And so as the questions come in live, I'll, I'll put that to them. Yeah. Really. You know, so we hope to do that maybe every couple of months. Okay. Um, and, see, and just see what the interest is. Yeah. Um, that so is, we, it
2: seems that, that this kind of time has made you, like you talked about not being very good at mission, but it seems yeah. like this time is, has made you think differently or it's opened up new possibilities. Is that true? Is that you've tried new things?
1: yeah definitely, both for me personally and I think for us as a church, because mm. we've we've been forced to think outside the box, really, because the old way of doing things can't go to buildings, we can't go knock on doors, put posters or leaflets through doors or whatever yeah um, so we've had to um really think creatively, and some people are better at that th- than others but but the thing is we can all row into it. And one thing that I've loved um, really with getting involved in Praxis, this is for me personally, is getting ideas from uh, people in other churches. You know, the, the buzzword is collaboration. And I love that, you know, because it, it was very easy. And we would have been just as guilty as other churches to think in our small box, our mm. church, you know, in our area. This is how we do it. Limited resources, limited ideas, et cetera. Whereas this is forcing us. We can't do what we would normally have done. And we need other people. We need other resources. Let's all share together, you know, in whatever way we can. Encourage one another. Um, You know, learn from one another. The things that worked as well as the things that didn't work. Um, that is the body of Christ in action, yeah you know and, and I suppose that's something you can say I'm getting excited. that's something that that excites me. you know yeah. it's praying together, not again, great in our churches and in our communities. We need to be praying, especially as we're looking at mission. The two hands mm-hmm. go hand in hand, but how much more powerful, how much more encouraging, when we join with other churches you know other groups who are thinking the same and we pray together you know someone in your church and you know your community may have this wonderful idea that we think "Wow, we could maybe adapt that as well or can we row in with you so there is so much more um and i think for me this is one of the things mission wise for someone who doesn't really find mission easy um, this lockdown, you know, paradoxically, if you like, is helping.
0: So I'll stop.
1: I feel I've got onto my little soapbox. I'll step in No, down. that's great. Yeah. No, but you're
0: so right. And I think to starting new things, um, I find myself starting new things, even though I don't need to. So like you admission, I don't find that super natural or comfortable. But I think when we start new things, it, it's helpful to have other people come along. So whether that's outside your community or church, Like gather others or ask around if anybody else has done it or wants to be involved. I think that's a real opportunity, and you feel less alone. So not just in the the idea, but even just in life. In lockdown, it is isolating. So like, don't be scared to grab somebody else or ask around or whatever. So that's I think it's really cool. Um, Yeah, and I'm always like big on not reinventing the wheel. Like surely someone else has done it as well. So ask, yeah, um, ask or Google or whatever, research it and see what else is out there. Um, and who else um, you can glean from or or like collaborate with like you're saying that's awesome that
2: is one thing that you and I suppose it was kind of forced on us a little bit back in the summer the churches reopened the end of July everyone went back to a lot of people went back to their services some people couldn't because they didn't have their own buildings or buildings were very small so you started thinking creatively about what even a Sunday morning would look like and you started kind of picnic groups you tell us a little bit about that and kind of where that's at
1: yeah, I think the, uh, I don't even know who had the idea. And isn't that wonderful? <laughs>
2: that someone
1: yeah. from the church had this idea. That's the body working together, isn't it? Um, and I think we were so starved of company and we were missing each other because Zoom yeah. is great, but obviously limitations. So someone had the idea, let's divide ourselves into five local areas, uh, like big areas were quite spread out. And the the numbers within each group varied. I think there were about 15 in in the the group I was in. And really the whole purpose was during the summer when the weather's good, amongst yourselves, we set up WhatsApp groups, just meet up in a local, you know, park or something, have a socially (laughs) meeting. Easier said than done, but... And I think my group, we did it once, and then the weather turned. Okay. But even that was good. And then we went into another lockdown. Yeah. And then someone, I think, because we do have a mission team as well, who are working in the background um, with all of this, came up with with the great idea. Right, we can't meet up, but why don't we, within hmm. those groups, start meeting again once every um, eight weeks or so and pray because we all know our areas very, very well. So we met in de- early December. Gosh, we didn't know how many people would log on. We got 40 plus people. Oh, how many, do you ever get that in a normal prayer meeting? No. <laughs> there was great excitement afterwards, a flurry of emails the next day. People had loved it. They wanted to meet again because they were talking about the area that they knew and loved. They knew they could neighbors what school there was, community centres, maybe there was a hospital there, you know, certain needs, if there was antisocial behaviour. So we could all be personally involved and pray into that. So um, again, we're actually going to meet for the second time next week. And keep doing that. And hopefully the momentum will carry on. And who knows where where that will lead us eventually the mission has to start somewhere and what better place than through prayer and through people getting excited about their local area and Mm -hmm. beginning to be intentional you know one thing for me that's that's really helped is I'm actually beginning I know the area but when I go for walks I'm actually thinking about what can we be praying into what can I be praying into as I walk and I'm chatting. I now try most days to try and engage even two minutes with someone I meet. We have a lot of, a lot of dog walkers in this area, <laughs> um, man oh man. I love dogs, but we're a cat family. So I sort of feel starved of dogs, but there are some yeah. beauties out there. So you, know, you can normally tell by body language of the owner, whether it's worth engaging or not, but nine times out of 10, you say that is a beautiful dog, or the dog comes to you, mm. people will engage. Mm. You know, I've I've sort of getting to know a couple of, of women I see regularly, and one of them last week said, it's great just to chat to someone, even that you don't know, because we're all starved of good conversation, new conversation. Yeah. You know, so that so from the picnic groups to the prayer groups, thinking locally. I know for me it's helped Mm. become more intentional and I suspect it has for others. So a simple thing like that can help anyone. Yeah, awesome. So cool. Yeah, it's kind of
2: something that was forced upon us nearly. You know, you can only meet in certain groups. And I I think probably as a church, maybe even before the pandemic, you were looking for ways, you were wanting to be a mission that was trying to explore those things. And it, it just suddenly... This gives us it forces us to think differently. We can't do what we always did. And sometimes when the things that we're always doing are still able to continue on, we don't yeah. we don't think creatively. We don't need to think creatively. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. that not only did you look at your Sunday morning, but people had a heart then suddenly to pray for their areas or care more about yeah. their areas. And the fact that it's trickled down to you individually as well, that you want to your ordinary person just out walking around
1: yeah. really yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's I, I have to say the lockdown, once we got used to it. I think that God God is able to do so much more, isn't he? Just thinking to Sunday, those of of us who were on the the Praxis Joint service, and I hope we do that again, hint, hint. You know, just listen (laughs) to to Anne-Marie because she was addressing this, that that there's a lot of positives coming out of this, you know. And we Mm -hmm. are, because we were very secure I was very secure in these four walls with this group of people, a lot of talk, you know, I'm, and I'm pointing the finger at me, back at me first and foremost, you know, but not a lot of action. But now, you know, and and I'm always, for the last year or two, I've just been struck by Ephesians 3, you know, God mm-hmm. is able to do immeasurably more. I think the message says beyond our wildest, wildest dreams, you know. So let's think outside the box. You know, and I'm saying this all the time to me, Gladys, you need to think about outside the box. God, show me how. Show me how to dream. Mm -hmm. You know, because I realize I don't really know how to dream these big dreams. Because I'm not used to it, you know, like the mission. So that's been a challenge for me. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it all fits together, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, we have to almost relearn how to dream. And God is able to do that. That's and awesome. who knows where he'll take us individually as local church communities and as, you know, an area church even. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think too, for me, in lockdown, it's kind of stripped back a lot of like excess faith stuff as well. It re- makes me rethink of church as well, not just mission yes. but church as well of like, yeah, why do I go to this one place on a Sunday morning, or what is my faith on a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning, but you know yeah. like that sort of rethinking, not just mission but church and and community and society and how we live life as as things have been so stripped away and made in such a weird lockdown way. Um, thank you so much for sharing Gladys is there anything else either one of you want to share or encourage it's been so encouraging to hear your story and I love to see your passion and your enthusiasm for it it's so lovely (laughs)
1: Um, thank you I think just one of the the things I've been thinking about is like um, what do I hope for this community you know that and by that the local community Um, and I've really pondered that and again as I've gone walking what is it that I'm there Are lots of things you know, and that's the spiritual thing to say <laughs> is, you know, I want your kingdom to come, and, and that is true, but where specifically? And I mm-hmm. think just one thing is, you know, we've all heard and we've all been affected that the first couple of lockdowns, people were actually, once they got used to it, began enjoying the, slow, the slower pace of life, yeah. you know, appreciating creation. People are now. Talking about bird watching, and you know, I've seen that on the list. we can actually hear the birds. Yeah. All of this. And but a lot of people have started to think, what makes my life meaningful? Mm-hmm. You know, because everything, like you said, Anne, for everyone is being stripped back. Yeah. Can't go and lose ourselves in the shops when we feel down, which some of us do do that, you know, bury ourselves with travel and work. Mm. you know and I think my one of my prayers is that won't be lost or forgotten yeah you know Um, that people will remember that and keep asking keep thinking about it and hopefully there will be openings there within that so I'd like to finish on that yeah
0: it's brilliant thank you so much Gladys for joining us thanks Simon for coming along Um, Sorry, everybody, for internet and stuff. Welcome to reality. (laughs) No, don't worry at all. Um, Thank you for joining us as well. Um, And please uh, join in um, each Tuesday morning. And if you have questions or anything like that, please don't hesitate to comment or get in touch with Praxis um, on Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) Facebook. Even if you have questions for Gladys and stuff, I'm sure she'd love to answer things um, afterward as well. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much for joining and we'll see you next week.